This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season two, episode 75, RIP Cubs 2023. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, I'd ask you how you're doing, but, uh, I can only imagine how you're doing. The uh, season has come to an end, and the Cubs are not playing meaningful baseball beyond uh, October 1st. The worst part is, is this morning I checked, and uh, the postseason tickets were still in my uh, phone. Ah. <laughs> so j- j- just to kind of tease me, it's like, here are the tickets you're not going to use. So Right. A little salt in the wounds, eh? You know, it's hard, Dustin. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you know, how much of ourselves we put into this team. You know, it's, 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 you know, you and I are doing podcasts. We're on social media. You're talking about it every day. I'm talking about it every day. You know, you, you put your heart and soul in this and, and to be so close. I mean, 161 games before the Cubs are eliminated. Just mind blowing. Yeah, it is. They, uh, they, they did more and we're going to get to it. I just quickly though, I, I think they did more than we could have expected. If you would have said that they would be where they finished record-wise, I think you'd feel pretty good. I wonder, like, did you write this down? Did we write this down? I'm sure we could find it. Any idea how close either one of us were to uh, what our original predictions were for this season? I had the Cubs winning 84 games. <laughs> well, you were pretty close. You were pretty close then. Yeah, I was like, you couldn't just win one more game and make me look real smart. No, Uh, yeah. Where where was I? Any idea where I was? I got to double check, man. I just know I was 83 because I I put it on every, I put 80, what is it, 84 games. I thought 84 was about right. And I thought they'd have a chance at the wild card. So, you know, it's, um, it was, it was like you said, it was close, but no cigar. And, uh, like you said, yeah, you know, it's, um, to be able to sit there and say to yourself, hey, man, we played meaningful baseball all the way through, essentially a whole season of baseball. You know, when you when you think about, like, you know, how bad they've been the last couple of years, not saying I want it. You know, I mean, obviously that never should have happened, but it was a lot more fun to actually have baseball to care about than to not, you know? Yep, absolutely. That's the way you have to look at it. That's the only way it'll get you through now until uh, spring training. So let's, uh, let's recap it for everybody. Let's recap the Brewer series. Started Friday night, Kyle Hendricks on the hill. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks versus Colin Rea. Even though the Cubs wouldn't be mathematically eliminated until Saturday night, this was the game where the Cubs season ended, right? Uh, we got the news that we expected. Closer Edward Alzali coming off the IL, and he's able to help the bullpen, and Keegan Thompson was optioned. But in a series where the Cubs needed to sweep, the offense came out and just gave another listless performance. You know, They scored runs at least against Atlanta, but this was just bad on, on Friday night. Against Colin Ray, a guy who's been up and down to AAA all season, Cubs couldn't do a damn thing. Ray went 5.2 innings. He gave up no runs on two hits. 
Uh, through seven innings, Dustin, the Cubs only had four base runners. A Morel double in the third, a Seiya single in the fifth, Talkman single in the sixth, and a Seiya Suzuki walk in the seventh. So seven innings, the Cubs do nothing, right? Yeah. And then Hendricks took the mound for what could be the last time in a Cubs uni. Wasn't the greatest outing for Kyle as he's able to get, he wasn't able to go deep into the game and there was a lot of traffic on the bases. Just to show how bad the Cubs defensive yips have gotten lately, even the sure-handed Kyle Hendricks misplayed a ball in the third, but at least it didn't cost him a run. He ran into a little trouble in the fourth, but was able to wig out of it, wiggle out of it, but not so lucky in the fifth. Victor Garattini, whose goal is to punish the Cubs every time he faces them for trading them, leads off the inning with a single. Bryce Terang would hit a swinging bunt to put two on, and Hendricks walked Yelich to load the bases with no outs. Uh, with William Contreras up to bat, Hendricks got him to hit one up the middle. Looked like a surefire double play, but Nico bobbled it. They were only able to get one out at second. Victor Caratini scored. The Brewers were up one nothing, but uh, you know that run was going to score anyway. But that would have been two outs, right? Right. And so you know it, it just ended up costing you a, at least one run because the next batter, Carlos Santana, made the Cubs pay by hitting a triple, and the Cubs were now down three nothing. That would be it for Hendricks. Julian Merriweather would come into the game to finish the inning. Final numbers on Kyle were 4.1 innings. He gave up five hits, three runs, three walks, and two Ks. So Really, uh, uh, really early to be going to um, Julian Merriweather. You can tell how much the Cubs really were trying to stay in this one. Yeah, this, you know, like I said, this, this was really it for these guys. And so, you know, I, I thought that, you know, Ross did go early, but it was absolutely 100% necessary. And so after finishing five innings of shutout ball, Bryce Wilson came in to replace Colin Ray. He pitched one inning of shutout ball, but in the seventh, the Brewers were done playing. They figured game's over. We don't care anymore. They're not going to put any of their top relievers in. The first guy out in the eighth, Clayton Andrews, in the, in the seventh, Clayton Andrews is out there. He has been in the minor leagues all season. He pitched in two games in July before being sent back to the minors. He pitched on September 5th and was immediately optioned. And then he came out of the and he came into this game with an ERA, Dustin, of 27. <laughs> he worked, you know, like the, the Brewers are like, we don't care anymore. Do whatever you got to do. He works a scoreless inning. He strikes out half. He gets Bellinger to fly out. He walks Saya and gets Dansby to ground out. He comes back out in the eighth, and Jaime Candelario greets him with a home run to make it three to one. The next batter, Christopher Morell, triples, and Jan Gomes grounds out to score Morell and make it three two. You're now back at the top of the order, Dustin. You got one out. You're down one run against a guy with an ERA of 27. But Jan, but uh, with only one out, Mike Talkman would strike out. And then David Rods would pinch hit Miles Mastroboni, who came into the game when Nico fouled the pitch off his kneecap. Uh, Patrick Wisdom came in. Uh, Craig Council is going to counter with a 30-year-old minor leaguer making his MLB <laughs> debut, Caleb Boozley. With Boozley on the mound, he, he he is so unknown that they didn't even have a picture from him on his M MLB page. It's just a silhouette. But uh, we, we, with Caleb Boozley on the mound, Wisdom would strike out to end the inning. But wait, Craig Council would roll the dice with Boozley again with a one-run lead. I couldn't in believe the, that. I couldn't believe he was bringing him back out. Right. He one one-run lead in the ninth, and he brings him back out. Ian Happ greets him with a leadoff home run. We got a tie game. No outs. But uh, Boozley would then get Bellinger to ground out, struck out Seiya Suzuki and Dansby. And so we are going into extras, right? But before that, in the bottom of the ninth, Ross hands the ball to Mark Leiter, 
who can no longer throw his out pitch, the split finger. He gives up a single to Victor Caratini before getting Bryce Terrain to ground into a double play. Uh, he would walk Christian Yelich. Ross had seen enough. The ball, Dustin, I'm watching, and it is just floating up there like a like a little frisbee, and I'm waiting for one of these guys to pound it. It looked like a position pitcher playing uh, yeah. pitching. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. awful. And so Jose Quas would come in and get William Contreras to ground out to go into extra innings. Council says, why not? Boozley one more time. Swanson starts at second. Jaime Candelario would line out. Christopher Morell would walk. And Dansby would advance to third on a wild pitch. So you have runners at first and third, one out. Jan Gomes, who struggled all game, struck out. Morell would steal second. You now have runners at second and third with two outs. And Council calls on Boozley to intentionally walk Mike Talkman to load the bases to get to Patrick Wisdom. That's what Council thinks of Wisdom. Smart move. Wisdom would strike out swinging. The Cubs would then be, uh, you know, going to the bottom of the 10th with Contreras on second. They would pinch run for him. Carlos Santana would double it off. The Cubs would lose 4-3 to three in the 10th. Caleb Boozley gets the win. Dustin, the Cubs offense scored three runs on six hits. They would go 0-6 for six with runners in scoring position and leave six men on base. Horner, Bellinger, Swanson, Gomes, half-year lineup. All hitless. Yeah, you're not going to win many games when that happens. It was almost like the Brewers were saying, "Go ahead and win this one. Go yeah. ahead. We we, we, we don't we're, care. we're working. We're working on things here. We're working on some things. We were not giving you any of our relievers. So those are the situations when you get really frustrated, right? Because they were they were trying. They were trying to let you win that game, and you they put still one, couldn't win that game. They put in one good pitcher. They had Colin Ray, like I said, who's a swing man. And then they had Bryce Wilson, who normally comes into the game. And then after that, like you said, they're, you know, okay, we don't care anymore. We'll just put in Boozley and, you know, we'll, we'll put in this other guy with an ERA of 27. You know, it, it's just right. uh, Clayton Andrews. Like, seriously, they didn't care and you still couldn't win. Right. So at this point now, the, uh, the uh, Marlins are taking care of their own business down in Pittsburgh. So well, they the, lost uh, Friday. So you were still Friday, in it. Saturday. So you're still, you're still technically in it, but the, the doomsday number, Crowley, at this point is one, right? So any combination of a Marlin win or a Cubs loss on Saturday would doom them, and they were kind of going – games basically got started right around the same time Saturday. Right. Jordan Wicks taking on Eric Lauer. Um, after having a 92% chance after sweeping the Giants on September 6th, <laughs> oh, the on. Cubs had a come 2% on. chance – and in desperate need of a miracle, like you said, you needed the Marlins to lose there too, the Cubs to win too, and the and the Marlins to lose that extra inning game where they would that only would have been that would have been today, right? It would have been a half an inning today. The Cubs jumped on Eric Lauer early. Christopher Morel leadoff home run. Say a happened, Swanson would walk, and then Jan Gomes <laughs> would hit a grand slam to put the Cubs up five nothing. Where Kandelari, was this a night ago? Where was this a night ago? <laughs> not there, unfortunately. Heimer Candelario would strike out before Wisdom hit a solo home run. Again, where was that the night before? Um, and they're up 6 nothing after one inning. Unfortunately, Jordan Wicks had the worst start of his major league career. He would load the bases, although Patrick Wisdom made an error on a missed catch that would have retired Carla and Santana. So bases loaded, no outs. Willie Adams doubled, and the Brewers trailed 6-2. Tyrone Taylors would ground out to score Santana, and the Brewers had cut their lead in half to 6-3. After the Cubs did nothing in their half of the second, Andrew Monasterio singled and Blake Perkins homered to make it a 6-5 game. A few batters later, Carlos Santana, Carlos Santana homered, and the game was tied. 
Only took two innings, Dustin, for the Cubs to piss away a six nothing lead. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely amazing. I thought, all right, here we go. You know, statement game. Okay, we're not done until you know until everybody says we're done. And boy, Jordan Wicks was out already. Right, he wasn't able to make it out of the second. He went one point two innings, gave up six runs on six hits, two Ks, and one walk. The Cubs retook the lead in the fourth. Alexander Canario was found on the side of a milk carton. He singled and Christopher Morell doubled, but a bad send by Willie Harris as the Brewers executed the cutoff and relayed to perfection, and Canario was easily out at the plate. Seiya would single to put runners at the corners, and Ian Happ would hit an RBI single to make it 7-6. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Cody Bellinger would double the score half and make it 8-6 and put runners at second and third with one out. But Dansby hit one to third and Ian Happ was gunned down at home plate and Jan Gomes lined out to end the threat. And we saw this all throughout the Atlanta series and, and pretty much this whole month where you just had a bunch of runners on base and you couldn't get the big hit. Right. Um, the Cubs would add another run in the fifth when uh, Heimer Candelario doubled. Wisdom would strike out, but Canario would triple the score. Candelario and the Cubs led by a score of 9-6. to six. Runner on third, one out. Morel strikes out and Suzuki flies out uh, to end that threat. And then the Cubs would score one more time when Ian Happ would double to lead off the next inning. Cody Bellinger and Dansby would walk to load the bases with no outs. Jan Gomes would ground out to score Happ and make it 10 to 6. But with runners at second and third and one out, uh, Candelario would strike out and Patrick Wisdom would fly out. Bases loaded, no outs. He scored only one run. That was three innings in a row, Dustin, where the Cubs had a runner at third and one out and could not score the runner. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, the Cubs scored a ton of runs this year, ton of runs, but sometimes they scored runs when they didn't need to instead of scoring runs when they did need to. It's not about scoring, it's about when you score. Right, and, and the bullpen did well after Wick struggled. He should, um, you know, the, the bullpen shut down the Brewers for six and a third innings. Wesniski went 1.2, Assad looked really good in his 1.2 innings, and Tyone went four innings to keep the Brewers off the board. The Cubs would win this one 10 to six. The offense scored 10 runs on 13 hits, but went five for five with 15 with runners in scoring position. They left how about that on- though? Ty- Tyone coming out of the bullpen. First time in his career. Right. You know, unbelievable. So yeah, just showing, showing how much that that particular game meant to the Cubs. Exactly. Unfortunately, it didn't matter because in the top of the eighth with the Cubs batting, the Marlins beat the Pirates 73, officially eliminating the Cubs from playoff contention. Uh, you know, and then that just takes us to game three, which was just a throwaway game. Uh, Drew Smiley oh, boy, versus Adrian. What, what, what was that? A throwaway game. Wow. That's <laughs> kind of like a spring. It was almost spring training ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Cubs made a flurry of moves and we knew this was going to happen. If this was the case, Steele was done. He wasn't starting. Drew Smiley would get the ball. Hayden Wesniski and Jordan Wicks were optioned and Shane Green and Tyler Duffy were called up. Fulmer and Magical were put on the 60 day IL to make room for Green and Duffy on the 40 man. Nico went on the 10-day IL. Jared Young came up. So Ross's lineup was filled with rookies and guys that probably won't be on the team next year. PCA led off. Morell at short. Candelario, DH. Canario and right. 
Talkman in left, Wisdom at third, Young at first, Amaya catching, Master Bonnie at second. And you know what, Dustin? It, it started out somewhat promising, but uh, somewhat, somewhat short lived. Yeah, not for Drew Smiley. He gets the start, and it went as well as most of his starts did after the month of May. Uh, he gave up a walk and a single to the first two batters. Got Carlos Santana to pop out, but Mark Hain a single to put the Brewers up one nothing. He walked Willie Adamas to load the bases and then walked in a run to make it two to nothing. Ross had seen enough. Smiley recorded one out, gave up three runs on two hits and three walks with no strikeouts. Luke Little came into the game and gave up a Talk sack. Talk about the side of a milk carton, Crowley. <laughs> but he was able to get out of the inning with the Cubs down, you know, three nothing only. Uh, Daniel Palencia pitched two innings, a shutout ball. Tyler Duffy pitched two innings, gave up a solo home run. And Shane Green pitched two innings of shutout ball. The Cubs were able to load the bases at, in the beginning of the game, the first inning with two outs against Adrian Hauser, but Hauser struck out Wisdom to end the threat, and that was the only threat the Cubs offense had all game. Wisdom had a two-out single in the fourth, PCA with a two-out walk and a stolen base in the fifth. Mike Talkman had a two-out double in the sixth, and Morrell with a two-out single in the eighth. After the first inning, Dustin, the Cubs would never have two runners on base in the same inning the rest of the game and were shut out. Their season ended with a guy named Jansen Junk striking out the side. <laughs> the Cubs offense scored zero runs on five hits, went 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position, and left seven men on base. In the end, Dustin, the team just collapsed. They were 10 games under 500, but fought back to 12 games over 500. An amazing swing. But all that fight left them out of gas when it came to the final month of the season. The bullpen was trash. The offense looked tired. And the defense was uncharacteristically bad. They actually took some uh, audio the, of the players after that big loss on Friday, and and I mean after Saturday when they were officially eliminated. And here was a little clip of what some of the guys had to say. We didn't we didn't play our best ball towards the end. Um, we one of the hottest teams in the middle of the year. We gave it our all. We gave it a chance to, to be in that situation. We, we climbed from a big hole in the beginning of the year. So we, we got to take the silver lining and understand that it was a, there's a lot of positives that go into this year, but it, it's for sure going to be a, a little bit of a sour note right now, you know, knowing that our, our hopes are done. We all wanted and expected to be in the postseason. That's what we strive for in spring training. Um, you know, we, we had, we thought we had the group. We did, we, uh, and we had a great team, you know, we were playing unbelievable baseball in July to even put us in this situation. You know, we fought till the very end. Um, obviously the last few weeks was, was more on the frustrating side than any of us uh, wanted to be. They know I enjoyed it. Um, I think that they enjoyed it as well. Um, you know, just thankful for the opportunity. Um, was glad I had the opportunity to go in January once I signed and, kind of get rolling with these guys and you know the hitting coaches and getting familiar with everyone so um it was it was successful you know i was just thinking this would be a really fun team to to compete with in the playoffs and pop champagne with this is a great group um probably the most challenging year in my career and like just showing up every day was so much fun here when you're out of it in september you know there's less pressure maybe you can rest guys so i think it's probably a lesson throughout the entire roster like condition as well as you can and um you know stay locked in for every single game all the everyday guys i guarantee feel like there was several moments that we individually could have 
you know, swung things one way or another with a, a big hit or a big play in any of those series that we lost, and, and that part really does stick with you instincts. I feel really strong about our relationships as people and just how consistent um, the group was. I think it, it makes playing every day so much easier when you have guys beside you that don't complain, show up, bring their best every day regardless, and it kind of just becomes the standard, and I think that's going to be true here for, for a really long time. So in that group there, you had Jan Gomes, you had uh, Cody Bellinger, you had Jamison Tyone and Nico Horner. And and you could hear, man, they did. They did not want this group to be sold. They did not want it to be broken up. And they fought like hell to stay together and to keep this team together with the with the hopes they believed to make the playoffs. We all did. And and to fall short is hard, man. And 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 you know, you don't know what next year holds, but you hope that they learned some lessons from it and, and got some valuable experience. And and like I said, there was a lot of things that we, we will definitely have plenty of time in the offseason to do a real deep autopsy here. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of frustration and those guys wanted to win badly. Yes, they did. They definitely wanted to win badly. Um, I, I think this was a good thing. Right. I think what this 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 should this should work out. This should propel them to next year. There was some really valuable wins and there were some really valuable losses. So um, I, I have good, I have good feelings about how things went overall. I don't have good feelings about how it ended, but if you sit back and you look at it in totality, I think this was a, a very helpful season. Now, if, as we go through things and as we pick them apart slowly, but surely, and it doesn't pan out, then it'll be really disappointing that they didn't get here. But I think this is a building block, Crowley. I, I was listening to you guys on the Mully and Haw show in the morning, as I always do on 670, the score. And I, I think it was you who said that it's a building block if, if they're successful next year. If not, right. it makes it more of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. But if it ends up working out and they, and they not only make it, but they're, they're, they're in the position where they're setting up their rotation, where they're giving guys off, you know, the last couple of the last couple of series, things like that. They're getting things lined up. Guys like guys like PCA have figured out how to run the bases. The bullpen is not completely burned out. Because again, part of the reason they were able to get to this point is because the bullpen was so good, but they used the heck out of them. I mean, they didn't have somebody to replace Michael Fulmer. They didn't have somebody to replace Alzale when those two guys went down relatively the same amount of time. So there's a lot of things to work on. But again, I get that you're upset right this second, but sit back, relax, and let's enjoy the offseason and let's see what happens. Okay. Let's see what happens before we blow our tops because I know Crowley, you and I will be front and center ready to blow our tops, but we do owe this group an opportunity to uh, improve and grow. 